everybody. Welcome to another episode of Drag Time with Hecklina. I want to thank you all for listening in and for subscribing to the show on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, if you want to find out more about how to support the show, visit our website, dragtimewithhecklina.com. How are the tips coming in, Mark? We're getting a few hit tips here and there. Oh, good, There's good, There's some good. sweethearts out there in the world of Hecklina. Good, 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 good. Well, today uh, I was going to be very special that I want to introduce to you. And this is somebody that I've known, surprisingly, a really long time. <laughs> and uh, we've done some really crazy gigs together. And uh, I want to catch up with him and see where he's at right now. Uh, and, you know, in, in the middle of all this pandemic bullshit. Uh, let's check in with him. It is the legendary. Caswell. Hey, Hello, Caswell. How are Hi. you? I'm great. I'm amazing. How are you? I'm good. You know, I, I got to say, I, you're so, there's certain people who are so associated in my mind with New York City mm-hmm. that I, I keep thinking you're in New York. Are you? You're in LA. Yeah, I moved to LA. It will be five years on Christmas. Oh my God. I still always think I'm talking to you in New York City. It's, it's the same way with Sherry Vine, you know, yeah. so, weird, so weird to think of her. Um, do you miss New York? <clears throat> well, I don't miss it right now as I'm sitting here. I uh, I miss it sometimes when I see like, you know, like Instagram footage of like Fashion Week or I did, you know, when Fashion Week was like happening, like Fashion Week and stuff like that. But I don't really miss it now. I really uh, love the easy breezy lifestyle of Los Angeles. I like, it works much better for my wardrobe. I just wear yeah, like tank yeah, tops totally. and basketball shorts all the time anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really miss it. And I, I kind of left cause it just became a way, a place that I sur- had to survive rather than enjoy so much, you know, and housing is a legalized scam. So I I'm, I'm happier here right now. Yeah. Yeah. I, basically. Yeah. I've had that Kind of same conversation with people like Mario and Sherry and definitely Jackie, who people who have oh and uh, and Coco Peru. Like basically everybody's mm-hmm. like, no, we're happier in LA. <laughs> 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 and I yeah, I, I just I just love San Francisco and I'm, I'm like definitely a lot easier and breezier where I'm at right now. You're uh, in Palm Springs, right? Yes, I am. Okay, that's right. That's right. I heard that. And, you got a house there. And I wanted to connect with you because you reached out to me. Now, this is funny, Mark. Caswell reached <laughs> out to me and said that he'd been listening to Drag Time with Heclina. <laughs> wow. Yes, and, uh, and, and this is the big deal, was that mm-hmm. um, I got him hooked on to the Badu site. Okay. Well, you got me onto the Badu <laughs> site, but I'm far from hooked because I've not had any luck. I think it's just for drag queens because if, if Jackie and... Like Sherry say this word set. I have not had any connection there. I actually went on for a week and then I'm like, eh, I'm not really meeting anybody. But I tried. I yeah. really, really, really tried. I don't know. Maybe it depends on where you're located. Yes. Well, spoiler alert, it really is for um, you know, we used to call them tranny chasers. And now oh, we call okay. us. Yeah. Uh and well it's basically so the person who turned me on to it was this trans woman uh, angel at Wigstock West. I mean, at at, at, uh, at the Wigstock that was being filmed. And, you know, I was in New York and I, I, I downloaded and I logged on and uh, I, was at, I was at the whatever hotel they put me up at and all night long, I was just sucking dick after like it was like bing 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 bing. So just reached up and grabbed the dick. They were everywhere. Exactly, <laughs> they were everywhere, and it was really awkward at that hotel because you know I was in drag and I had to go down the elevator and meet them in the lobby and then bring mm. them. So it didn't look too good, but anyway. Did you have the, Did you have that awkward moment in the elevator, or did you just suck it, start sucking their dick in the elevator? Well, I, I had lots of awkward moments in the elevator because <laughs> um, because I, I sometimes would have to go down in drag. 
And there'd be like, you know, mom and dad in the elevator <laughs> with the kid and stuff. You know, it's like, oh, good morning, you know. Um, yeah, drag queens are really pressured to keep the fantasy going, you know, so you have to go down there and, you know, deal with those, <laughs> you know, elevators have such great fluorescent lighting. Just exactly. Always exactly. make you look so good. <laughs> I saw your video today um, uh, about the cakes. It's the cakes video. Okay, well, it was uh, National Ass Day. So I was like, well, let me let me post this video. And then I had like a lot of people like, oh my God, when did this video come out? And I'm like, eh, like two years ago, I <laughs> didn't pay attention, you know? But yeah, so uh, that Cakes video I did in LA. This one of the first videos. Easy breezy, really easy to do. I was really happy with it. So where do you find, so uh, what, like the, the ice cream truck and then, and then this video, where do you find all these boys? Um... Well, it depends on what kind of guys I'm looking for. For this video, the face didn't matter at all because they all had a mask on. So I was just looking for like thicker guys uh, with asses that could clap and, you know, guys that, um, you know, weren't shy. Uh, so, and, and like uh, mostly dancers, just because I know them from working in the club and I know that they're in shape and I've already seen their ass. So that's pretty much where <laughs> I got them. But, you know, for videos like Ice Cream Chuck or, you know, um, uh, I, I look for guys in my videos that have some degree of magnetism and, you know, can smile. It's not just, you know, cause you can have a, a really hot, you know, body and, you know, you know, model for underwear and stuff like that. But I think that sex appeal is, goes beyond that. So like, so for instance, when I got the guys for the original ice cream truck video, I purposely wanted to get guys that I knew smiled. And uh -huh. it's, it's also like, you know, me and Marco Ovando who did that video, um, we both worked at clubs and through parties. So, um, you know, you know, the oldest trick in the book as far as go-go boys, but also the go-go boys that smile are the ones that always make the most money because they're more approachable. So I feel like if you apply that to a music video, then it keeps people looking rather than just looking at another hot body that looks like it came out of the cookie cutter situation. Yeah. You know that's I mean? true. Yeah, no, Character true. goes a long way. Yeah. I, I mean, I've definitely seen some go-go dancers before who are great to look at, but there's not, well, like charisma or charm or whatever, but, um, Yes, mm -hmm. I definitely, I definitely am a fan of your videos. Yeah, that Thank video, you. I love you, where you cast that one. Like, you, you anybody could be watching that mm -hmm. video, and it's like, right, like anybody could watch that video and be like, "This is all about me right now." <laughs> exactly. That wasn't necessarily gay straight, but it for for a gay or straight audience, and not to mention like a female saying the hook. But like, just to bring it back, for like for that video, I specifically was looking for guys that look like could give like a fifties appeal, but also. I could, you could believe that they worked in a mechanics um, in a uh, in a mechanics office. Is that what you call it? Whatever. Mechan <laughs> <laughs> I'm so gay. Like, what is My that? My God, we are so gay here. <laughs> you know, in that place where they go, and I don't even drive. So I'm, I'm a, a mechanic. Oh my God, another person in LA who doesn't drive. Yeah, I've never had a license. I've wow. never ever, ever driven. A I drove a car once when I was 15, trying it on my uh, learner's permit. And mm -hmm. I almost drove into North High School gym because <laughs> uh -huh. I kept getting the brake mixed up with the accelerator. So uh -huh. um, on my road test one time, I hit the same car twice. I'm like, this isn't for me. And all my friends that really know me, they're like, no, 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 don't, don't drive, don't drive. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I think my stress level is like way down compared to people in LA that drive. Because like my, my, one of my friends, you know, he's like very happy-go-lucky. But once he starts driving, he's like, shit, motherfucker. You know what I mean? Right, it's just right. like, yeah, yeah. you have to deal with... Like, like so many more assholes. 
Yeah. Not the kind that, you know, we yeah, like to deal not, with. Not the kind that we like to deal with. Well, exactly. yeah, you know, I, I got my license very late in life. I was 40 when I got my license. And, uh, but you know, but you know what it was? The catalyst was, because when I, I lived in Iceland, I lived in San Francisco. You don't need cars there, but I started doing shows in LA. And I was like, mm. I can't, and I was relying on squeaky blonde to drive me around. And she was like in a blackout. And I was like, I can't do, you know, I can't do this. So, yeah, with all the hair that you put on <laughs> in the back of an Uber, we knew you weren't taking right. the pool. No, you weren't taking right, the right. pool. Right, right, right. So yeah, sometimes you have to, but I just it's I just don't like the stress. But you know, if I ha- I always say, you know, if I have kids, which I won't, but if I do, you know, you gotta go like carpool and shit like that. Or if I move like, you know, ten miles out of LA and I actually need a car, then I will consider it because dumb because dumb people drive all the time. So I don't right. know. I would just I, I I'm just like paranoid about you know, killing somebody and just, I just, and it's just like, I just like to be the passenger. I'd rather text. That's what it comes down to. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to teach you how to drive and let's make a huge video out of that. I think okay. like, like do a, we can do Instagram live of me teaching you how to drive. Girl, I'm not even kidding. All I need is a permit, right? I will totally uh, do that. We will come down there. Yeah, yeah. There's no gotta, way this video can get insurance. Yeah, I think you just have to get a driver's permit and then um and then we can um yeah, that'd be fun actually. I'm teaching well, somebody. you say it'll yeah. be fun now, but I don't know. I'm gonna warn you ahead of time. Well, there's <laughs> lots of places around there's lots of places in uh out here where you don't there's no chance you're gonna run into a building. You know, we can go out to the <laughs> desert, you know. Okay. All right, All right, but I need. I, I think what's just we'll, we'll we'll cut the show out there. Say this, but I think my pro my thing that freaks me out the most is like parking and like uh-huh. knowing that you can't hit another car. Do you know what I mean? Like I need that type of like feeling like I'm in a bumper car situation where they have that rubber on the side that I know I won't hit them because oh, I don't shit. know. You know what I mean? I think parking uh-huh. stresses me out the most and backing up and you know people. So anyway, we'll practice. We'll practice. You just seem like you're somebody who would look so great behind the wheel. Well, I, 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 guess, I guess I'm I'm just thinking of your videos with like your gold chains around your I neck know. And, you i know. think about that too and i think about the car i would get and how i would like you know i i wish they made cars like they make made sneakers you know and like di- different colors and it's like the blue and the gray and the black and white like i want i would do it like i think about it all the time i'm not even lying like i would do it like pink with seafoam green and have like matching lead seats like something like real miami looking and have the like the lights and the like i would i would i would fucking pimp that shit out i really would you know, well, you I'd probably can, yeah. start out with a hoopty until I was confident <laughs> I wouldn't hit anybody, but then I would move up. I think about that a lot. But, you know, anyway, who can afford a car with COVID? You could just be like Bianca Del Rio. She's here. She can't drive. She just drives a golf cart everywhere. Really? Yeah, like on like <laughs> on, like on the sidewalk. I love <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you know that we have the same we have the same birthday. Oh, really? So we have some similar. Yeah, I think I'm like two years older than her. I'm uh-huh. 47. I think she's uh-huh. 44, 45. Yeah, because I was just at her forty fifth birthday. So oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yes, I got I I always forget to wish everybody else a happy birthday on my birthday. I'll try to remember this year. It's all about you. It's all yes. about you. So yes. okay, well, so going back to catching up with Caswell. All right, what was going on with you in LA before all the before the shit hit the fan? Well, um, I was really like at the peak of like enjoying my life and my career in a lot of ways. Like, um, I had regular DJ gigs in West Hollywood. Like, I knew I was gonna have money every week. I was getting, I got a new um, uh, booking agent, so I was like getting more shows and um, so. And um, I had left the label I was on for a long time, for 14 years, and I was managing myself. And, you know, I, I felt like everything was great. And I, I was, you know, really respected in L.A. and DJing and, like, had a really popular party on Saturday nights. And um, now I'm 
you know, I just uh, go to the from my bedroom to the kitchen and back pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> my, that's my commute, you know. Yeah. So, but I mean, I hopefully it goes back to normal. I'm trying to do, you know, just like you and everybody else is trying to stay in showbiz and stay um, online, you know. So I'm always have another project to do. Have you been doing online shows? Well, thanks for asking because uh, starting on, mo- I'm sorry, one month we ended. Yeah, October 26th. I see on it here. Monday, yeah. On Monday. I'm going to break this down okay. uh, real quick. So I wanted to start a YouTube show. Now, all my music videos have always been on Vivo, which goes through digital distribution, blah, blah, blah. So it's part of YouTube. But if you're, if you're, you, Vivo, you're on Vivo, you can't drop like personal content. Like you can't do like a cooking show. It's only music. So oh. I never really used YouTube as a platform. Uh-huh. Uh, just to do anything personal. So I wanted to start to do something in which I could combine, <clears throat> a, you know, take a, take, come away from music and take, come away from what people would expect and something that when I apply myself to it would take me away from the news and watching it. So I want to do a show that combined two in, two things that really interest me. And one is skincare I'm really passionate about. And the other thing are stories about alien abduction. So what I do is I tell, uh, I do my research and I, I tell a story of alien abduction while I do a skincare regimen. And the name of the show is called Moisturizing with the Extraterrestrials. And I already shot um, two episodes and I'm shooting the third now. So I'll have a bunch signed up and it, it, I'm going to drop it on a new YouTube channel. I don't know what the name of it is yet because it's a it's totally clean slate, not a single follower. And just start it. I'm going to be doing it every week. And I figure if I do it every week for 10 months, I will eventually be able to get monetized for it. So I'm just going to stick to it. So moisturizing with the extraterrestrials with Caswell drops on October 26th. Well, that's a real niche, uh, you know, that's a real <laughs> niche kind of podcast there. It's pretty specific. I mean, the title is what it says it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, well, the show is the title. So what, okay, I'm going to ask you because, all right. So I had a friend who worked uh, for some company who got all the Cindy Crawford skincare products. Uh-huh. Like, like they, they promoted them. So I have a shit ton of those Cindy Crawford. I had, I, I did, I used that company too. I forgot the name of it, you, it uh, but it's, it's with the melons with the melon in it. I used to use that too. Do you recommend mm-hmm. it? Do you recommend that? Um, stuff? I don't, I don't think it's as good as it's, is it, as it's claims that it is, it's not bad, but it's really nothing special in the serum, which is like a combination. There's uh-huh. a serum, but there's an also a combination serum moisturizer. I remember, remember came, remember came the bottle, you could see the swirl in it, which was like an yeah. orange. Or so I'm with you. Uh-huh. Uh, you, you really don't get as much, if you're going to do that, then get like a, rather than spend that money on that, I think I got more of a bang for my buck when I did um, a vitamin C serum and, um, but a really good, like 20% vitamin C serum that you can make sure that you order strictly every month because with vitamin C, it oxidizes really quickly. So, um, use that. And, um, I, I'm really, my, my favorite brand right now is Tatcha. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they they really work. So I figured <laughs> once you like try it out, you know, it's not, it's not bad, but it's not, amazing and there's a reason it's only on tv you know what i mean well i mean well speaking of bang for your buck i got it all completely free that's all why right, well, that's hello, why i'm that's using good. it yeah uh, you know the old saying and, it's better free so well yeah but also you get what you pay for yeah. but you know but but valerie bertinelli mm-hmm. i mean she was the spokesperson so i've always i mean sometimes her. it's good like fran drescher did murad for a while and murad is actually makes very good uh quality skincare products as well um so you know some sometimes just because you know a celebrity is endorsing it doesn't mean that it's shit sometimes it's actually good like Mur- murad is a reputable brand so 
Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm going to, you'll get into that on my show. Wow. If, if the listeners ever decide to tune in. So, so yeah. So skincare, that's interesting. And, you know, as we get older, that's really important, especially, you know, I'm here in the sun all the time, but, uh, extraterrestrials. Well, I've just been really just fascinated with the stories about it. And like, especially like, I'll tell you something right now, heckling, like the most, like some of the most fascinating things you can see and terrifying is if you see someone that goes under regressive hypnosis that claims to have been abducted by UFOs and they relive it. It's really scary. Like I don't, I, I wouldn't wish it on me and my worst enemy. Like I do not really want to meet an extraterrestrial. And if you do, you typically don't remember it. Mm-hmm. So they like take it out of your head, like a download, you know? So, uh, but it, it apparently is happening a lot and people, you know, you know, talk about their experiences. I read a lot of books on it right now. I'm doing, I'd like the first episode one is on Betty and Barney Hill, which is the first oh, I remember that. case. Right. It was, the second there was a movie about that. What there was mm-hmm. a movie. There were two, there were two movies. And then this episode two is about Travis Walton and that, that he, that turned into that movie fire in the sky. I don't but all these like one. I don't just like sit and talk on my ass like I really like I treat this like a nine to five like I'm doing all my research I make my notes you know and and I, because like you know because of COVID I'm doing this all my I don't have a lighting person I'm I learned how to like edit on iMovie like I didn't have to do this shit before but mm-hmm. now like and I'm I'm more controlled I'm like I feel like smart now when it comes to this shit so and, but it took like the first episode I shot seven times because I couldn't get it right and just on top of that maybe you can understand it's like I kind of had to find out who I was in front of the camera because oh, God, yeah. you know because like who, every time I go in front of the camera before, I kind of, I'm directed by the song that I'm that I'm lip syncing that I wrote. So that kind of tells me what to do. But for me to like like tell the story, I have to know it like the back of my hand, and I have to tell you like I'm talking to you. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, it took me a long time, and then to figure out how to get the sound right. And my roommate <clears throat> Adrian Barbeau, you know from Dirty Sanchez, uh-huh. the producer. Adrian's my roommate, so he's helped me with some of the sound issues and shit like that. So we have a studio here. So um, we're, we're able to work and produce music at the same time. So oh, all in wow. all, I've been very productive and in a good mm-hmm. place. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, you know, what I, I, I uh, hung out with Angie Bowie a long time ago, and she told me that um, her and David Bowie, they because David Bowie had a, a real fear of flying. Mm-hmm. So he, he, would, he would drive in a limousine through the United States um, to go from gig to gig. And uh, they had a... Uh, UFO like antenna like a, a radar thing on top of the limousine and they were all coked out like driving through the desert and they saw I don't know if it was the coke or if it was or you know actually true but she has a lot of uh, extraterrestrial stories mm. and um, you know I, I really I really believe there has to be life beyond earth I'd love to hear these stories uh, I, I love those kind of stories, you know, last, mm. last week we, uh, we interviewed Cindy Wilson of the B-52s and she got me hooked uh-huh. on, she got me hooked on uh, pizza, pizza murder stories, like pizza delivery people who get murdered when they go deliver the pizza. It's actually very That's common. Wild. It's actually very common. And, and I, I Googled it and I, I was started listening to these pizza murder stories. So, um, I think, Wow. And if, I mean, if that's a hit, I think I think moisturizing with the extraterrestrials. Well, I'm really glad you told me that because this is gonna it's gonna be every Monday. It's gonna be moisturized Monday, and I already want to do a psychopath Sunday and a women who kill Wednesday. So oh, I can wow. do so. But I'm just like the more you do, the more the better you get at it. And I just get I get so pulled into it once I and I want to tell the story well. I get all the the uh, the details. I do a lot of research on it, and then so. 
Yeah. So first things first, moisturizing with your extraterrestrials. I'm going to, you know, drop um, an episode every single week. And then once I get into the flow, see, that's the whole thing is once you get in the flow of it, then I can do it like it's on a conveyor belt and just keep it coming, keep it coming, keep it coming. You know what I mean? So I just got to, that's how, that's where I am right now. So that's why I'm going to have like four episodes under my belt before I drop the first episode. So I have a little bit more time to perfect the upcoming ones. And, you know, so I'm not running a race against time. You know what I mean? So, cause the whole, the whole key to success is consistent. Consistency. I mean, with anything in showbiz, so mm-hmm. you know that. So, it's what's the runtime yeah. on your shows? Like, are they twenty minutes, thirty minutes? Um, it, I, I kind of do whatever, how much time I need. I don't want to go on forever. But the Betty and Bonnie Hill case is about twenty-seven minutes, and the Travis Walton is about twenty-two minutes. That's great. So the it's one, like a good time yeah. period that somebody could sit down and do their own routine, their own skincare routine with you. Exactly. And to your story. Exactly. So it's like a you self-care know, exactly. moment get a snack the the third episode is about sherry wild which is has a lot of layers to it that might be closer to 45 minutes so oh amanda lapore is in it too so just so if you get sick and tired of watching me I, we have an, an interruption by my amanda poor where she gives a psychic reading mm-hmm. uh with the crystal ball so it's 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 definitely um an anomaly <laughs> uh let me how was how is amanda doing She's good. I just talked to her today. Uh, she's uh, all about her cameos. Um, we're going to start a Zoom party together that I'm mm-hmm. putting together uh, that's going to start in uh, on uh, Friday, the 13th of November. Mm-hmm. So uh, she's uh, just to give you a quick rundown, I'm, I'm having a show called <clears throat> Strip Search. Are you America's next super stripper? And so we'll have guys uh, on Zoom, you know, doing a strip show. And then I've just like in Star Search, I have three judges. Uh, one is Amanda Lapore, one is Peppermint. And then we have a guest judge, a guest performer. And then people will uh, email and, and uh, let, let us know who we think the winner is and they'll get 200 bucks. So, oh, wow. so we were talking about that today and, uh, you know, we, I had plenty, I was supposed to go, I was supposed to go there this summer and spend a lot of time with Amanda and put together an EP because uh, practicing with her over Skype, it can, it cannot happen. Just you right. have to be in the same room with her. So you have to just oh. believe me. Oh yeah. No, I totally believe you. I, I wanted to ask <laughs> you because, um, because I, you guys have, you guys have obviously worked together a lot, mm. but you know, I've, I've interviewed her and I've hung out a little bit with her and I had her at Oasis and stuff, but mm. I've never, I've never had a deep conversation with her. Do you guys get deep? Well, um, we don't, she doesn't talk about politics. She's mm-hmm. very, Amanda, you know, stay, stays at hotel 17 and her whole life is getting ready and just like, you know, put in uh, crystals on, squashy crystals on outfits and shoes and stuff. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she fo- she's very self-involved. Like I remember in like 2000, in 12 maybe she was went to go vote she's like it's obama right that's who i vote for right oh my I'm god like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. awesome he, she's like he's like he's a good one right obama like, yeah are you that's sure she obama. wasn't fucking with you no i'm positive 100 i like, totally just, yeah i totally she just believe puts it. on an old movie you know, mm-hmm. she might go, I think she might be a little more connected now because she's on her Instagram and she posts and stuff like that. But she's, she, she, her, like, she's the epitome of like, I can't be bothered, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's what I admire about her is she's just so focused on herself. But me, I get pulled into like, you know, arguing with, you know, every Trump supporter oh my <laughs> that God, says something to me half the time. So, 
um, yeah, so deep conversations. Yeah, I mean, we have deep conversations about relationships and love. Not that she listens to a fucking word I ever say, uh-huh. but um, we do, um, especially when it involves, you know, an, an issue that she might be having with a boyfriend and that type of thing, and just trying mm-hmm. to uh, and uh, uh, figure out this psychology of men. Right, right. Uh, and straight men, particularly in her case. So things like that. But I would probably not talk to her for more than a minute and a half about something like alien abduction. <laughs> okay. Yeah, no, it's it's hilarious because I, I interviewed her and I was like, what is your day like? And she, she told me that she would go to the gym and, you know, she's like on the treadmill in high heels, you know, with like in and, and high heels and makeup. She's like on the treadmill. I just have this um, image of her. But the other thing that's so amazing about Amanda is that, I have dealt with people who have been in the club scene for like as long as she has been and they're really mm-hmm. bitter and they're really bitter and, you know, angry and mean, but she is always, always, always so sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and she always has time for people and, and not know. too sweet either. Like, not like, not like hippie sweet. She's just, she's just, you know, pleasant, you right. know, very, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? And real. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's been through it, honey. Like she's very, she's fascinating. Yeah, she is. Mm-hmm. Mm. <laughs> mm. And beautiful. We can say oh, wow. It. We can say it. Uh, yeah. Okay. So <laughs> I, I'm totally looking at the script again and here it says Amanda Lepore. I, I, I brought it up. I didn't even see this. Mark, okay, so Mark Mark really loves the album Makeover Session. Can you tell us a little bit about the process there and, and working with Amanda Lepore? Which 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 album? The, it's you like, mean the, um, um, the Fierce Hair song is on that. It's a Makeover Session Oh, yeah, song. you know that album so well. It's My Hair Looks Fierce. Mm-hmm. My hair <laughs> and, uh, fierce. I think, it's, I think it's, the album is called uh, I, Amanda. Actually, I, maybe I don't even fucking know of it. I, Amanda, I, Amanda Lepore. I mean, we did that We did that album like 10 years ago. Uh, I wrote and produced, I think, every song on there, but two. And um, see, that was one of those things. Like, Amanda has a very strange sense of rhythm. So I have to be in the... Because when you do Skype, there's already a little bit of a delay when I hear her. So I can't... With she playing the song, I, it already sounds like she's not on the beat. And then so... Um, but I, I, I want... When I did that album with Amanda, I wanted to create something... Excuse me. The first song I did with her was Champagne. The second one was My Hair Looks Fierce. I'm like, let's do a full album. I got her on Peace Biscuit. So it was co-produced by um, Bill Coleman. Uh, I did the majority of those songs uh, with Chris Bracco and this guy, Mike Skinner, who has um, passed since. But he has... Um, but uh, I wanted to do a, a biographical type of album. So all those songs, like the uh, Love You Down, and it was all about you know the relationship she was in at the time and a brand new woman and... You know, my hair look, I'll tell you, I probably told you the story a hundred times in your car, but like, um, uh, me and Amanda were hanging out writing songs and we were at the Glammies and for just the, the drag queen awards, I think they're called something else now. And, uh, she got, she won best dressed and she went on stage naked and she, she <laughs> accepted her award and she says, I don't know much about clothes, but my hair looks fierce. I'm like, Oh, that's a great name for a song. Let's that's work awesome. with that. You know? So it, it, at that time that we, I, we, uh, we worked on that album and I was writing it. She uh, lived around the corner for me. So um, we were hanging out every night and working the same clubs together. So it was easy to do something that reflected her life. So I miss that. That's something I miss about New York, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, she's uh, definitely not shy about showing off her body. I mean, the yeah. first time, one of the first times I ever saw her was in New York at the Cock and her and Sophia Lamar. Is that her name? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Her and Sophie Lamar did this act where they pulled, you know, like people people pulled the things out of their mouths, like the magic trick, but they were both pulling them out of their vaginas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the ribbons, right? The, the ribbons. ribbons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Um, next segment of the podcast. Uh, now, okay. <laughs> Favorite memory of Hecklina. Well, I do, ah. li- I do listen to your podcast, so I did know that this was coming. First of all, before I said my favorite memory of Lena, let me tell you what I know your favorite memory of me is, because you love to embarrass me with this story every single time I see you, was that I was at Tranny Shack, and that someone passed me a blunt that had hash in it. And oh, I was God. all dehydrated. <laughs> I basically passed out. <laughs> and you're like, oh my God, you're a rapper. I thought you saw this all the time. Like in Leo, who I was dating at the time, was like, oh, there was some hash in that girl. And I, I never smoked hash before. So it was like laced with hash. I, but I, do you, I know you remember that story. Because I've heard course. you say it like three times. I remember <laughs> it very vividly. It was, Juanita Moore was doing uh, her song. I think she was doing Tyrone. And uh, mm-hmm. like she uh, by uh, is it Erica Badu called Tyrell, yeah, yeah. And she <clears throat> started passing around this joint, and I just remember you collapsed backstage, yeah. And I and I was kind of surprised because I was like, oh, I thought he smoked pot all the time. I don't touch pot because it yeah, just, I don't smoke. I don't. I barely, yeah. barely, barely. I don't drink or like I'm you know I'm I'm boring like you. So, um, but I think my favorite memory is you know if if you know when you're a performer, you're used to the promoter like picking you up and you're always like hoping that you don't, you know, you don't get someone that's like, you know, too creepy or, you know, someone that just stays quiet. But I just think my favorite memory is you. It's just like, we always had awesome conversations every time you always pick me up from the airport and we just like, just, you know, just kicking it and and you just give me all the fucking tea on all the oh, drag yeah. race girls that come oh god to, yeah you know what i mean so i i just think i just think my favorite memory of you is a like like a, a a combination of all the times you've ever picked me up from the airport to be honest so i've never creeped on you right no Oh, good. Never. Okay. All right. Because no. uh, I, because you know, I, I play, I play a pervert pretty well on stage, mm. but I'm not, I'm not really creepy uh, in private, in private life. So no, there you, you have, you're there you have it. There you have it, Mark. I, I know yeah, you have home it. training. Okay. <laughs> Are you trying to convince me? <laughs> I'm trying to convince you. Yes. Oh my God. And you know, speaking of all those gigs, I, I wanted to say that, um, yeah, I, I, I've always admired the way that you change your persona like i loved the um the phase you went through where you ha- you were wearing the little uh the ears and the, the monkey little, uh, the monkey and you and were the- really sad when i when i was like sorry that was last year i can't do that anymore yeah but i but i i respect it but it, it was such a good look for you and your backup dancers yeah but i, but I, I respect that you kind of that you keep changing Right. And, uh, who does all your outfits? Um, well, actually, the one, the, the those outfits that we had to make fifty of those for the music video, and I, uh, I worked with John Renault on, on designing that outfit. He does stage clothes for Peaches, uh, Peaches, not not Peaches, no, clothes, no, but Peaches, know, yeah. Peaches, uh-huh. and um, man, uh, can I just tell you really quick something about that video? I, I, like, so he designed it, but all those tails, those monkey tails, there were fifty of them. I sewed all of them by hand, and like, you have to like put the wire in so that they can bend and curl and put the stuffing in and i just remember like it was like six in the morning i was up all night like making these tails and i had to go shoot the video at 10 in the morning i just remember like sitting on my kitchen table like my fingers are bleeding uh-huh. and i'm like crying and the heat is well like finally came on full blast in like the winter time in my apartment i'm sweating I'm like oh this is why they call it like blood sweat and tears oh yeah because you know, it was like real i was like you know and i'm just like so tired i'm so emotional and so but anyway 
long yeah. story longer. He, we did, we, I, I've worked with him on a couple of outfits and, um, it, um, some of my favorites I've done with John Renault, but, um, I'll, um, I think like the past couple of years I've, I've kind of like either made them myself, worked with uh, this costume designer from Sesame Street, uh, who makes a lot of shit. But uh, I, you know, I also just like like fine clothes that I liked. Joy Rich, and um, I work with Hologram City a lot, a lot, a lot. Like Hosa from Hologram City is like the homie, and like he's always like styling with me. And I have an idea; he can get it made for me. Um, you know, like all the stuff that we were on, like the "I Love You" video, and just like uh, the cakes video, and he mm-hmm. worked with that. And just so, so um, I think the. the uh, Hosa from Hologram City is who I tend to work with the most, and I trust his eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. You, you, you I, I like that you're constantly changing. The other thing I remember <clears throat> is that one of the last gigs um, I, uh, I did, I, I hired you for. You sent me your tracks, and I said, "Oh, you're not going to do Beyonce. You're not going to do this other thing." And you were like, "Girl, please, like, <laughs> like, like, you know, like you get sick of singing those songs." Well, I am very, I mean, you know what? There's so many independent singers, rappers, performers like me who do, or I'm very grateful for those songs. You know, don't right. get me wrong. It's, it's, you know, just to have one song that people like enough to book you, you know, that people that, you know, you're not on RuPaul's Drag Race, you're not on television. You know, yeah. They only know you from your songs. You know, that's obviously where I come from. So I, I understand like how important it is. And so many people would just love to have one song that people know you by. And I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have several, um, at least two, three, four, I don't know. But mm-hmm. um, I, I think another thing is like, I, I kind of remember that moment. I think that the past two times I played at Oasis, I had done that song. So I needed right. to switch it up before people get bored, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Or ex- yeah. expect it, you know what I mean? But that actually is a song that goes over really well in San Francisco, to tell you the truth. That, that is a highly requested song. Yeah, all over your face, Beyonce. Mm. Like you're you're known for more than yeah. You're known for a lot bunch of songs. Which, ice cream truck, ice cream truck. Which the biggest, we, yeah. That oh yeah. That will I think it had a lot to do with the video, which was brilliant. Oh, but but still, my favorite is where you buy your socks at. I buy my socks at Fourteenth Street. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's, an, yeah, that's, that's an still my favorite. Goodie. My favorite video too. Even though uh, it's you know it's older, you. it's still it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I still look the same. I like it. <laughs> Uh-huh. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> and uh, I, I, I wanted to, to segue a little bit about. Okay. So uh, you you got a good head on your shoulders, and like you said, you you kind of like me, boring. You don't drink and all that stuff, mm-hmm. which I think is important in nightlife because um, you also seem to have a pretty good freak filter. I mean, can you filter out the freaks that are you know that are in nightlife and kind of keep them at arm's length? Because, and the, the reason why I ask is because there was somebody in San Francisco who called himself your number one fan, and mm-hmm. he, he was performing at Tranny Shack all the time, and he was insane. Like, he, he, painted, <laughs> a, he, he painted a target on his stomach. Do you, do you remember this person? This is coming to me. Okay. Like yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, so you have to have a pretty good freak filter. Do you have weird people like that? Yeah, I mean, I have had situations, um, you know, just people showing up in my hotel room. And um, I'll tell you this really quick story that one time I was DJing, me and Peppermint through this party called Do the Right Thing, this hip, this gay hip-hop party at the Ritz in New York. And um, the, um, the security guard comes up to me. He's like, uh, he's like, we just kicked this guy out. He says he was here for you. He had a samurai sword with him. 
And and I and I at first I just brushed it off like oh that was part of his look, but it was an actual samurai sword, and he was there to kill me. <laughs> I'm oh. saying this laughing right now, but then he actually put up these YouTube videos. He looked pretty uh, tweaked, and uh-huh. he was like just had this elaborate story about how I put together some gang rape thing on him or something like just uh, this crazy story that made absolutely no sense. And he was out of his mind. And he had showed up with a samurai sword. <laughs> so I'm like, well, thank you. You know, I tipped the security guard that night. And um, so, uh, but I'm very, listen, here's the thing. I'm really, I'm, I don't, you know, I'm sure you are. I'm a nice guy, you know, I'm, and mm. I'm personable. And I'm very grateful for the people that, you know, in, enjoy my music and enjoy my performances, my video and everything like that. But I, I'm, I'm, but I'm really quick to let people know what my boundaries are. Like and any 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 time that I feel like it's going to go the wrong direction, you know, I'm, I'm not I'm 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 not afraid. Like that's you know that makes people like Amanda Laporte doesn't have that capability as far as like you know letting people know that they can't do this and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Some people are too nice. Like she's too nice, you know. But um um I don't I'm not always. Uh, I'm no, I'm I, I'm nice even when I tell people that they're crossing the line with me, and I, I I've done I've done that. What is I, the line? Do, right? What is the line? Um, the line is when they, uh, touch me or if I'm on stage or they try to pull off my clothes on stage, mm-hmm. that's like a line that's been crossed a couple of times or, um, uh, someone tries to like strangle me on stage, <laughs> you know, that's, <laughs> uh, that's definitely a line to be crossed. But also I think that just when people just, it's the same thing. Just when people come on too strong and they're like, right. you know, rub it up against you or they, they, they have their hand around your shoulder and they're like, what are you going to do? Like, I don't let, I don't let people touch me that I don't know. I mean, unless it's a hug or something like that. Like, it's just like that type of thing, you know? And just like, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't like unpredictable behavior. And when I think that somebody has that, then I just like, I, I let them know. I, I've literally have said the words you're crossing the line right now. And it, okay. it can be as simple mm-hmm. as that, you know? Yeah. I'm sure you've had to do that. I have. And uh, you know what I, I discovered? Um, this is going to sound really pretentious, but I've discovered that it's not a good idea to become friends with people who say they're your fans because um, they're going mm-hmm. to, you're going to let them down somehow. You know what I mean? Right. So mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like, yeah, keep them, some of them at arm's length, because I've done that. Right. And, uh, and and I know people who do not have the freak filter, and uh, they end mm-hmm. up being, you know, they end up being like that, that uh, actress who answered the door and that guy shot her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Scary>. <laughs> We're laughing. I know. Well, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's kind of, it's an extreme. Ex- yeah, we don't want that. It, it's an extreme example. It's an mm-hmm, extreme mm-hmm, example. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So you, uh, you we've, we've covered uh, moisturizing with the extraterrestrials. It's sad. That we don't have more things to plug right now. Can you think of anything else? Any other projects coming up? Yeah, um, no. Thanks for asking. Um, um, next month, I have a single coming out called "Damn, I Look Good," and um, the single uh, I, is with uh, I, it's a song that um, I wrote with uh, Adrian Expression, who's a, uh, a YouTuber and uh, a really amazing and gorgeous trans rapper named Chanel Jolie, and it was produced by Craig C. And it's a whole remix single with remixes by Vaughn Allure, who's really big in the, the ballroom scene, and he did the uh, I Hume Truck 2020 mix. And so it's a single that's coming out in, in like probably like five weeks. And for two, the and for all of the pre-sales for the 
for the um, the single because one of the ways I make money right now is before it goes on streaming platforms. So my fans that want it, they buy it off me for like five bucks or how much they want to spend. Then I'll send them the MP3 and the artwork so they can have it early and I let them know this helps me. But 100% of the profits from that is going to the Oprah Foundation, which helps trans women of color with um, with employment. Uh, so it's my way to uh, give back to the mm-hmm. Uh, community, especially, um, you know, um, trans, the trans community, trans women of color who really need the support of the LGBTQ, especially like the white gays who put all their effort into, you know, marriage equality. Now to take that energy and put it towards trans rights. Yeah, it so, was yeah, um, it, yeah, it was kind of a bummer that that the big the big thing the gay community rallied around was marriage and joining the military. You know, right. I, I, yeah, yeah. So I think it's great that you're helping, uh, and you know, you're yeah, you're giving back to. Well, that those are that's how you cut your teeth was growing up around people around right. the trans community, and you're a longtime friend of the trans community. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, I mean, I can only do what I can do as an artist. So I'm, I try to, you know, um, um, uh, my last video started off with a uh, trans man, uh, starting off ice cream truck 2020. And I think that, you know, trans men definitely don't get enough visibility, especially in music videos that, you know, that, uh, gay men put out that are, are singers and songwriters mm-hmm. and rappers. So I think anything you can do to normalize, I mean, one of the, one of the reasons why gay men, uh, have the foundation they have right now is because we have been normalized because we can now marry and we're on television stuff like that. So we need to use our resources to help the trans community and bring bring them up too. You know, so I just feel really strongly about that, especially. Like, um, I think the, the real turning point for me is that Peppermint's my best friend. And, you know, I, I knew her before she started the transition. So I got to really witness firsthand, like what she was going through emotionally when she had to make that transition and, and how her life has changed from everything from getting a job, being able to keep a job as a drag queen when you become trans, which sometimes can be difficult. And then also just, you know, the whole dating game is different. And now that she's been on TV and she, you know, she's looked at in a certain way. So, um, you know, I, 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 it, it's, it's really, it's, I'm really passionate about that, you mm-hmm. know, and making sure that, um, they're, they're seen, uh, you know, one, um, I, I didn't know any gay rappers before I started doing it. And, um, I, I've had other gay men that, and women that, uh, and trans men and trans women that rap and they say, well, cause I saw you, I knew that I could do it, you know? And now, and so I feel like this, we got to do the same thing with trans people. So if we see trans people in certain situations, you know, so they don't always have to rely on just like a sex work and they can, you know, get even the basic job that someone like me or you could get easily, you know? Um, but they know times are changing. Like the, the, you know, the artist that had the, the number one single on Billboard for the longest period of time, you know, so Lil Nas X beat Mariah Carey and having a number one spot for the, for, for the, for the longest running time. That's ever. And he's man. a gay, he's a gay man. He's a gay rapper. Is he I just out? Think yeah, he's out. He's gay. He's Lil Nas X. He had the country road song. And I think that's fucking amazing, you know? Wow. So, and so, you know, time's, definitely not changing you know good music is good music you know if you asked me like 15 years ago if uh if a, a gay man could be number one on billboard i, don't, I wouldn't have known you know i well I, I a, clo- no. a closeted gay man has but definitely been on number <laughs> okay. one okay okay, but, okay. Uh, but, okay. yeah yeah more so, than a few times yes more than true. a few times uh, you know george michael elton john all that stuff but um yeah that's great so you were talking with the people you were collaborating with and you've collaborated with a lot of people you know amanda lapore of course Mm-hmm. And peppermint and uh, Manila Luzon mm-hmm. and peaches uh, and peaches Johnny makeup. 
Yeah, he was in a Beyonce Bird Gang. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of gave me the idea for the song, so I had to put him in it. How do you pick your collaborators? Um, I really just like to work with friends for the most part. That's kind of like always like, a, just because if, if you have songs with your friends then you get to travel with your friends and mm-hmm. you get to do shows with your friends. And that's like the, that's my favorite part about what I do really. Uh, but I, as I got older, I felt like I kind of want to like, take some artists under my wing and to help them. So, you know, Chanel Jolie is really young and she's, uh, she's newer. So, and I think she's really talented and she's gorgeous. So I want to, I want to, you know, try to give her some more experience in any way that I can. And, um, before I met Bill Coleman, I didn't even know how to structure a song with like, Oh, I didn't know it was like 16 bars and a hook. Oh, the hook's that important. Mm-hmm. Like I just wrote raps, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I really I mean, I'm sure it's obvious if you know my shit, but I love catchy songs and I love yeah. making catchy songs. So, and I think that, um, I, and I, I, I always have a goal of making an anthem. So right. I, I think if I can, if I can, you know, use my talent to maybe help create, um, like a, a really palatable track for an other artist that I believe in that I want to work with, then I will. Well, my hair is fierce is an amazing song. Yeah, and, thank uh, you. and but also like I've wondered how do you get the rights to like do to sample Give Me Tonight and All Over My Face and all that stuff that you sample. That's a beautiful question and I have an answer for you. Oh. Uh, when I when I got assigned to Peace Biscuit, uh, Peace Biscuit is a record label. They're also a management company and Bill mm-hmm. Coleman was my manager and he had a relationship with uh, West End Records who did Is It All Over My Face and you know all of um, the um and the samples from you know tonight like mm-hmm. and um a serious serious space party which we use for get into it uh so because i was i he i got a record deal with them uh, for an ep and because i got signed to them i had access to all their samples and you know being gay and rapping and incorporating disco into it was was just a, a, a gift mm-hmm. so that's how i got access to those samples Oh wow, that's great! Yeah, um, because yeah, as a, as a drag queen who's trying to do Facebook Live shows now, mm-hmm. I can tell you, I can tell you the, the mm, minute I know. the minute you start use lip syncing to any song, they shut you down. There's an algorithm, yeah. you know, DJing too. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's not they're not Facebook's not making it easy for us unemployed performers. No. Um, well, I, I we've talked about so much. Is there anything I'm missing? Well, um, how is COVID treating you? COVID is treating me pretty crappy, but it's kind of like everybody else. I'm really grateful that mm-hmm. that I, I, I saved up for a rainy day. So now I have a rainy year that I'm kind of not having to sweat too much about. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I had to give up. I had to give up my apartment in San Francisco and mm-hmm. um, my entire year just, you know, all my big money making stuff is gone but I, are you I, able to hook up or are you like really strict oh, about it that okay that's she's that's, alive that, that's what you meant <laughs> well, that's what you meant your head, heck, <laughs> that's what you meant okay yes i have okay. so those dick appointments now that covid's on and popping well i i uh, there is one guy here in Palm Springs, who um, I, I uh, he's a straight guy, and uh, he comes over after work a lot. He'll, he, you know, I, I love it. He's such a sweet talker. He'll send me a text, "Hey, uh, can you suck my dick tonight?" You know, and uh, sweet, and like, sweet yeah, text, <laughs> very romantic, yeah, charming, and, yeah. And and he'll come over, and he's got a beautiful one. And what's that, what's funny though is you know that thing that people use to hold onto their cell phone, like at the back of the phone, mm-hmm. you know, the little round thing. So yeah. on on his, it's a picture of him and his wife and his kid. So 
he's 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 holding his phone looking at porn and I'm looking up at him and all I see is a picture of him and his wife and his kid the whole time. Oh my god. But that, uh, that's funny. That's that's funny like your Lady Bunny story when Yes. <laughs> I I know that story by heart now because I've listened to five of your podcasts. But I love that story. I love yeah. it every time. Yeah, it's and what one, one time I was in Boise and uh one time I was in Boise and I was on Craigslist this is back in the day. And, uh, and some guy was like, Hey, are you Sherry Vine? And I, and I, I told Sherry and, and she's like, I don't know whether to laugh or cry. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, we man. all do dress the same. You both dress yeah, like whores. Totally. Well, to answer your question, yeah. uh, it's treating me okay. And yes, I'm hooking up. I'm not, you know, I've I've been through the I've lived through the AIDS crisis and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not that freaked out about COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, like, like a lot of people are. Like a lot of people, this is their first pandemic. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I but I'm just not that not that worried about it. I mean, I mean, I'm kind of freaked out. I mean, uh, you know, rest in peace, Nasham. You know, uh, AK Mona Foot passed. Oh, yeah. and, like I know someone else that passed, and like so. And plus, I have a roommate, and I don't want. So I, I, I did probably didn't even touch a dick for six months. But mm-hmm. then last week, I was talking to this guy, and like we both got COVID tests, mm-hmm. and he came out, and I, I made up for lost time. I'll tell you, like that was a calorie burner. Well, don't get me wrong. The guy comes over and he does wear a mask the whole time. And all I'm doing, all I'm doing is sucking his dick. And, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Mm-hmm. Glory holes and blowjobs. I mean, that's kind of the Make safe, it a comeback. That's, safe, that's the safest sex right now. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm not, it's actually anonymous hook. Well, not anonymous, but just quickies like that are. Um, I mean, you practically much- know the guy's whole family at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> oh my god! And by the way, that, that I believe that's called a pop socket. Okay. All right. The back of the phone. All right. I wasn't sure what the what the name of it was. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, okay. I, I've been pretty good. Um, pretty for me. For okay. me. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you look good. Your skin is clear. You're glowing. Oh really? Yeah. You look good. Okay, you look really well, good. I'm I'm gonna do my Cindy Crawford thing. What do you okay? So tonight, <laughs> this is what do you recommend? I love you. What do you recommend before before I go to bed for my skincare? That that'll be the final thing of tonight's. Okay, podcast. I, I will I will I will tell you two things. The first thing, and I think it's one of the reasons I think I look pretty good for my age. Like, is I've always put like oil on my skin, head to toe, when I got the shower, and it, like it, it used to be like uh, um, olive oil, but now it's like definitely coconut oil every time. Let me just say some. If you take a piece of paper, right, and you fold it up ten times and you unfold it, you're never gonna get those wrinkles out. But if you took a piece of paper and you put oil up and down it and you fold it, there's no wrinkles. So just think of it like that. So I use like oil really helps. You know, washing your face with an oil and using an oil cleanser. That really helps, and also like if you get you uh, to get a retin A prescription, get a like a tretinoid retin A. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, me and Amanda have been using that for years. One of the research skin is so flawless, and uh, you use that too. But you know, moisturize, moisturize, mm-hmm. moisturize. But uh, coconut oil is really where it's at. Coconut oil at night, okay. Mm-hmm. Well, just like whenever you get out of the shower, you know, when okay. you get the shower, head, oh. head to toe, head to toe, head to toe moisturizer. Oh, so, okay. Just get a big, you know, six dollar jar at, at the grocery store of coconut oil doesn't have to be expensive doesn't mm-hmm. be fancy and you know and then you know and, and that's it you know coconut oh. oil is definitely what i recommend 
the wow. most, like, like the first thing you should put on your skin when you get out of the shower. And then you always smell good too. Yes, I you, always do. And, and you know, they'll always be like, oh, would you, your skin is so smooth for a white boy. I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> okay i'm loving that i'm loving that okay and you know i i and retina you can you only use that at night right because during the day su- sunlight cancels yeah. it o- only at night you want to put it on like one of the first things you put on before you put on like a heavy moisturizer you can do coconut oil you know you, you put coconut oil on your body your face and then you wipe everything off with the towel you know what i mean mm-hmm. then that's going to soak in the next thing you want to do is a retin-a you really only want to do a retin-a like twice a week at the most you know Mm-hmm. And um, you want to always have a, a sunblock on in general. So mm-hmm. yeah, but you don't put because retin A started off as a, a medication for acne, so mm-hmm. it would dry up acne. So um, so yeah, you, and even when you got it as acne, they would tell you not to wear it in the sun. Only stay inside. When you right, right, it, right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it cancels it out. Did, did well, that help you? Yes, thank you so much. There yeah, you, of course. There you have it, everybody. That's Caswell skincare. Uh, well, that's skincare one hundred and one. Actually, that's the just mm-hmm. the basic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so. Look out for moisturizing with the extraterrestrials, and mm-hmm. I, I think I think by the time this airs, it will have debuted. But they can always go back and look at it. Always. Thank you, Caswell, for joining. Thank me. you, guys. Thank you, Lena. Um, how do people find you on the socials? Um, I'm Caswell Official on Instagram. I'm Caswell NYC on Twitter. And uh, when this comes out, just type in moisturizing with the extraterrestrials or hit, mm-hmm. uh, hit up my Instagram. It'll tell you everything you need to know on where to find me. All right. Well, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Hecklina. Please be sure to subscribe to the show, like us, rate us, and please tell anybody you can about Drag Time with Hecklina. Check Got our website and create some comments on past episodes you liked. Once again, mm. thank you, Mark, and thank you, Caswell. Thank you, Danny. Daddy. 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 Loose wrists, pink tints, gold teeth, low brims, heavy chain, thick skin, four skin, five men, all slay, all fan. Pretty boy, Eminem, candy-coated M&M's. We about to make America femme again. It's a new year, on to major things. Bring that heat, flame some things. Hit the White House, rearrange some things. Smack them in a new dimension, stranger things. Open my mouth, I always offend them. Give me ten rules and I'll always bend them. My record labels don't like a thing I send them. Got me thinking I should go independent. I'm a big boss, big balls on a phone call. With a big bite, strong jaws, I'm a pit bull. I'm a big boss, big balls on a phone call. With a big bite, strong jaws. I'm a pit bull. What's that, baby? What's that, baby? Loose wrists, pink tints, gold teeth, low brims, heavy chain, thick skin, four skin, five men, all slay, all femme, pretty boy, Eminem, candy coated. We about to make America feminine. I broke the mold, I cracked the code I went against everything I've been told They hear, hey Caswell, you a fucking star I said, damn, you don't even know how right you are Got a few bones to pick, operation You fuck boys need a job application Stun queens in my DMs Listen, if your nudes a year old, then you catfishing If we already met, I must have amnesia He's at my front door like I ordered a pizza Got a condom on my dick, nuclear coat Then I blow up that ass like I got 
got nuclear codes. I'ma dust your mop, your wipe up the crew. Yeah, I got the housework. What you, what you gonna do? I'ma dust your mop, your wipe up the crew. Yeah, I got the housework. What you, what you gonna do? Loose wrists, pink tints, gold teeth, low brims, heavy chain, thick skin, four skin, five men, all slay, all fan, pretty boy, Eminem, candy coated. We about to make America femme again.